the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. Recent events in our nation's history have motivated people across the globe to give selflessly to those in need during difficult times. Are we as willing to give unto the Lord who fulfills all of our needs at all times? Listen in today as Pastor Draper teaches on acceptable and unacceptable giving to the Lord. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. And Father, we bless your name. We love your name. We worship your name. We magnify your name. We thank you. That name that is above every name where every knee must bow and every tongue confess that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. Help me to preach down the power of your spirit. Help people to be still. Settle their minds down. May may their minds not wander uh, outside of the confines of your word. Satan don't mind people coming to church, Lord, as long as they don't get what they came. Help people to be still in the presence of God and not Father, settle their busy minds. Help them not get so uh, wrapped up in personal agendas that they really miss the voice of God from the word of God through the spirit of God to the glory of God. We love you now. Beat every, every attempt of the enemy. And may your name and your word be exalted. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, we want you to turn to uh, the book of Haggai, a minor prophet, in the Old Testament, Old Testament, the book of Haggai, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. The book of Haggai, chapter 1, verses 3, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7, and you'll find these words. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. I want to preach this morning acceptable and unacceptable giving to the Lord. Part one, acceptable and unacceptable giving to the Lord. Beloved, there are only two ways that you can give financially to the Lord. Two, only two ways that you can give financially to the Lord, which is acceptable and unacceptable giving. If you're not giving to God at all, you may not have a relationship with him or you may not be giving because of your lack of spiritual immaturity. That keeps you from giving. 
God will not receive what you have given him unless you first acknowledge that God owns it all. Even though God has entrusted us to manage his resources, we have a tendency to think we have ownership instead of stewardship. A steward, let me define a steward. A steward is one who has been entrusted to manage that which belongs to God. A steward is one who has been entrusted to manage that which belongs to God. What belongs to God? Everything. The glasses on your face belong to God. Uh, the, the hair dye belongs to God. The, the hair piece belongs to God. The shoes, the socks belongs to God. The earrings, the watches, the dog, the grass, the roof, the job, the assets, the retirement, the Medicare, whatever, insurance, all belong to God. But, for example, God has given us the responsibility of managing our families, which belongs to God, our careers, which belongs to God, em employees, which belongs to God, our health, which belongs to God, finances, time, retirement, and material possession, even estate planning. You ought to be planning and know what to do with your uh, possessions that belong to God, even when you close your eyes in death. We are to honor God. If we fail to keep the right spiritual perspective, especially when it comes to our finances, we will usurp the authority of God who is the owner and not seek him, will not trust him, nor allow him to govern our financial decision. God wants to govern your finances. God wants to clean up your finances. God wants to give you wisdom in your finances. God wants to put you in a position where you are, where all of us are debt free. Say debt free. Debt -free. Say it again. Debt free. Uh, uh, debt -free. Uh, now, now, if you don't do right, uh, if you mismanage and don't put your finances under his divine management, this will result in mismanagement. If you don't honor God in your finances, you will have financial worries and you'll have many, many troubles. If you desire to set your fiscal affairs in order, it is crucial to place your finances under God's divine management. If you have one penny in your pocket, it belongs to God. You cannot give in a way that honors our Lord until you first put your finances under God's divine management and realize that God owns it all. You say, well, how do you know that? Because of Psalms 24, 1, which says the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. In Haggai chapter 1, verses 3 through 7, let me just give you a backdrop here. The prophet Haggai, he rebuked Judah for her negligence, for her spiritual negligence and misplaced priorities. They had built their own beautiful paneled houses while neglecting to rebuild the temple of God, which lay in ruins, resulting in divine chastening from God. They fixed their houses up, had it beautiful, had it immaculate, had it immaculate and uh, bragging on uh, how well things are when they were in a spiritual unholy mess. And God rebukes them because they look more after themselves rather than the things of Almighty God. With that being said, how do we give to God in an acceptable way that honors him? How do we give to God in an acceptable way that honors him? Number one, 
It is impossible to give acceptably to the Lord until you first give yourself to the Lord. You have to first give yourself to the Lord. If you if you don't give yourself to the Lord, it's over. <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse four says, and not only as we had hope, but they first underline this. They first gave themselves to the Lord. If you don't give yourself to the Lord, then you will hold and hoard and keep all which belongs to God for yourself because you haven't given yourself to Jesus. It says they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. It is the will of God that you give yourselves to God who will bless your finances because you belong to God. It is impossible to honor God with your finances unless you first give yourself to him. The scripture also says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone uh, desires to come after me, let him deny himself, deny herself. Living the Christian life is not about you, it's about Christ. Now Satan's going to do everything he can within his power to keep you lost and hell bound. But once you get saved, once you trust Jesus Christ as your personal savior, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, he gets mad, upset. He said, wow, that person now is saved and on their way to heaven. So then his next agenda on you, should you get saved, is to keep you still wrapped up in yourself and in the things of this world, even though you are saved. Before we continue with this message, let's consider this. Acceptable giving to the Lord is not just a matter of money. God requires the application of multiple biblical principles that we must aspire to so that our giving in every aspect of our spiritual lives is not in vain, but pleasing and acceptable to our Lord and Savior. No matter how much we give of our time, talents, and treasures, we will never beat God's giving. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains the two kinds of giving in this message, acceptable and unacceptable giving to the Lord. And the scripture says here in Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, herself, and take up his cross and follow me, the way of Christ. Beloved, have you surrendered your body, soul, and spirit to the Lord? We are trichotomists. We have a body, soul, and spirit to the Lord. If not, your selfishness will hinder you from honoring God with the money he places in your possession. Everything you have, God gave it to you. And if God didn't give it to you, then the devil gave it to you. That's right. You can do. You, that's right. If you're stealing, well, that was the devil's way. Huh? If you are do, doing something dishonorably and you're making your gains financially in a dishonorable way, then that is of the devil. And you don't have to have, listen, you don't ever want the devil to bless you. Because if he's blessing you, that means he's got you. That's right. And the devil know how to bless you. The devil tried to bless Jesus. He said, all this can be yours in Matthew chapter 4. If you bow down and worship me. And I, I was always wondering, how can the devil offer him something that was his anyhow? <laughs> But but he wants to bless you and to deceive you and to keep you all off track and Christ and not Christ centered, but self centered. So, number one, it is impossible to give acceptably to the Lord until you first give your own self to the Lord. Number two, you will give acceptably to the Lord when you read and obey the word of God. 
you will give acceptably to the Lord when you read and obey the word of God. Beloved, it is impossible to be full of the word. That means you got to read the word. You got to read the word. You got to interpret the word. You have to apply the word. You have to allow it to be at work in you. So it is impossible to be full of the word, allow it to be at work in you and not give your best to the Lord. When the word is at work in you, you will be compelled to give to the Lord. When you apply the word of God to your life, it will actually empower you to give financially to him. When the word of God uh, governs your life, rules your life, when, when you let it be the guiding principle of your life, God will use the word to move you to give in such a way that will bless the name of Jesus. But you got to be rich in the word. Colossians chapter 3, 16a says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. You know, people that don't give, most often there is a deficiency of the word of God in their life. They don't pick up the book. They don't read the book. Uh, they might just know a verse or two here, or there. Don't even reference the book. But you have to. This is this is called a Bible. This is the book of life. It is the book of God, written uh, by forty different writers over a span of fifteen, sixteen hundred years, and yet fit together so harmoniously, so uniquely inspired word breathed out by God uh, so that we can have the word of God so that we can live by its precepts, its principles so that we can grow and be all that God requires us to be. So when you are rich in the word and when the word of God is not dormant, but activated in your life, you will give in a way that is acceptable for the Lord. Number three, acceptable giving is to give of one's time, talents and treasures to the Lord. Acceptable giving is to give of one's time, talent and treasure to the Lord. Matthew six nineteen through 21 says, do not live for yourselves. Now, see, uh, it's, for many Christians, it's about them. Do not live for you, yourselves, treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in where? Heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. I underline this whole verse. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now let, me, let me just share something with you. I have your attention by the Holy Spirit. Our earthly possessions will be destroyed one day. Whatever you have, you're not going to always have it. Okay, you're going to lose it. <laughs> uh, miss, uh, something's going to happen to it. The moth going to get it. The rust will get it. The floods, as we have seen, will wipe your possessions out. You can have, you can be standing in good standing one day and the next day have nothing. Hurricanes, have, have you seen what all those, the recent hurricanes, people are still in recovery. Just because the media is not focusing on it, don't mean those dear people are not suffering. 
hurricane. I mean, and not just in the poor areas. God is no respecter of person. It rained that time. It flooded on the just and the unjust. There were rich folk with all their goods lined out on the streets. And if, I, if and you know what? If all your hope, if all their hope was in that stuff, guess what? They are depressed, they are miserable, and they are out of it. But I'm going to tell you something. The same, when you love God and you trust him, even in the midst of those subtractions, God is still enough for you. And he's able to restore what the locusts have eaten. And the same, when you walk with God, the same God that, that, that allowed it to be taken is God enough to give it back again if you keep walking with him. Amen? The hurricanes will get it. You're just a tornado away from losing everything you have. Look at the fires. Those, those dear people and loss of lives in California. I mean, people, sheriffs and police officers, the authority knocking on the doors. And they say, you got 10 minutes. And some of them didn't have 10 minutes. They just got a knock and they say, get out, get out now. I mean, some folks are just trying to grab this and grab that. Going to burn themselves up trying to hold on to it. What is that stuff if you're dead? And those fires, thousands of people are without homes. And their possessions is a mere ash pile. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something. We all in this room, we are moments notice from that happening to us. Let me ask you something. Have you, are you praying for them? Or you just say, well, I, I feel so sorry for them. Do you feel so sorry that you pray for them? That you cry out and intercede on their behalf? And then, and if a fire doesn't get it, if a tornado doesn't get it, if the hurricanes doesn't get it, if the mob doesn't get it, the floods doesn't get it, that thief will get it. You can have all the security and they still can go around the security and take your stuff. And your security don't even work half the time. <laughs> they break in and steal. Instead of laying up treasures and stockpiling earthly possessions, stockpiling material wealth, riches and monies in a world that is temporal and passing away, we should be kingdom minded and lay our treasures up in heaven to enjoy with the Lord throughout all eternity. Beloved, if you really want to know where your heart is, just look at your bank statement, your financial bank statement, and it will tell you where your heart is. Oh, $350 for cable channels, uh, Dillard's, uh, Macy's, Toys R Us, uh, Sears, Pennies, Golfing, fishing. I'm not saying all that stuff is wrong, but where is Jesus in the bank book? Where's a sponsored child to uh, $35 a month will, will feed a child, clothe a child, personal hygiene a child, educate a child, $35 a month. Where is that in the checkbook for, for kids, poor kids in Uganda at the school, in the schools that we serve over there? Where, where are your gifts to the homeless, uh, to the minister of the jail and their children? Look at your bank statement and it will reveal what you truly value. Look how quiet it got in here then. Ooh, I'm going to give you some scriptures. It's going to blow you away, but it's going to straighten up your priorities. Okay. Now, these kind of messages don't make you shout. They'll make you choke if you don't watch it. But please don't choke now. Don't choke. Don't choke. Let, say unchoke. 
uh, say it again. Unchoke. Okay. Breathe. Okay. All right. <laughs> Breathe. Ecclesiastes 5.15 says, as he came from his mother's womb naked, shall he return? You came huh? from your mother's womb. Did you come? Did you have a whole house when you came out your mother's womb? She came back to the house. Did you have jewelry on your wrist? Did you have a tattoo? Did you have with them beads and things, body piercing. You didn't have all that stuff. Didn't have all, he had a, you came out buck naked. If that child came, that baby came out with glasses on and beads and a grill, you say, stuff him back. <laughs> stuff him back. I don't know what this is, but I don't want him. <laughs> As he came from his mother's womb naked, Shall he return to go as he came and he shall, now understand this, and he shall take nothing from his labor. Some of y'all working yourself to death. You working so hard, you can't come to church. You working so hard, you, you can't take care of your children. You working so hard, you don't have a life. You working so hard that you can't, because it's all about a dollar, 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 dollar. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And he shall take nothing from his labor, which he may carry away in his hand. I've, 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 I've buried a many people. I don't know how many of I buried, but I, I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. Here's another scripture. Oh, you're listening now. First Timothy chapter six, verse seven also says, for we brought nothing in this world. We brought what? Nothing. nothing. Nothing in this world, into this world. And it is certain. Oh, no guessing here. It is absolutely certain we can carry what? Nothing out. That, two times in this verse. Nothing from nothing leaves. Oh, y'all got some pretty good math. Nothing. Nothing. He said, what about, they said, oh, 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 what did he leave? He left it all. She left it all. I don't care how wealthy you are. He left it all. You say, all, oh, oh, all, yeah, all, all. Beloved, since you cannot take your worldly possessions with you when you die. Now, some of you think you're not going to die, but you're going to die. Born the rapture, you're going to die. Take all the vitamins you want. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You're going to die. Yeah, you can huff them up. Now, you ought to work out. I, I work out. I mean, I was working out last night trying to get myself ready, and I did pretty good last night of working my little self out so I could stay in good shape, good shape to preach to sinners. You don't take energy to serve the Lord. That's right. I'm 65 years old, but God ain't through with me yet. I can still move around this pulpit. And I see that person on that last row that's talking to that other person back there. <laughs> I may not say everything, but I see more than what you think I see. Now, I may, now God don't want me to say everything about everything I see. Sometimes I will address it. I'm not going to call you out, but I know how to pull you to the side. And have a little chit chat. 
Beloved, since you cannot take your worldly possessions with you when you die, don't you think it is wise to glorify the Lord by generously laying up your treasures in heaven starting today? This is done through giving God the best of what he has blessed you with financially and also giving your not only your finances, your worship, your service, your all to Jesus. Number four, acceptable giving is cheerful giving. Acceptable giving is cheerful giving. Second Corinthians 9, 7 B says, for God loves a cheerful giver. Say cheerful giver. Say cheerful giver. Tell me I said, you're scared to say that, you know. Say it a little bit louder. Say it a little bit louder. He loves a cheerful giver. A cheerful giver. You say, what is that? That's a hilarious giver. Interpret it. It's a, it's a hilarious giver. A cheerful giver is a joyful giver. It's a, it, it, a cheerful giver is a delightful giver. A cheerful giver, when it comes to giving, it's, a, it's an enthusiastic giver. A cheerful giver possesses a spirit of gladness when it is time to give. You don't take your wallet out and you reach in there and pull that one dollar and put it in the bag. You know, we only have one offering here. About four times a year, we might take up a special offering for a special need, but typically one offering... We don't march around. You don't press around. We don't talk all day about it because spirit-filled folk do spirit-filled things. I don't have to beg you. If you don't give, I'm not going to say lightning going to strike you and you're going to burn your house down. We don't, listen, no, I ain't going to scare you. Listen, it's God's stuff and God, God's going to get what's his. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message, visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.